All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lionbolt Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, it really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, this is an incredible episode. I am thrilled. I'm so honored. All the way from Massachusetts, none other than Tammy Bunnell. Tammy, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for taking the time. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. This is great. I can't wait. I know that there's so much buzz on this episode and everybody out there in the Titan Nation just wants to dive deep into who you are, what drives and motivates you. And, and again, everything that you do in the real estate world and community and, and being the CEO of Exit Realty is absolutely incredible to me. So I, I can't wait. So uh, let's just dive into the series of questions. The first one being, Tammy, just uh, kind of introducing yourself, who you are, where you're from, your path in your life to, to where you're at to today. Okay. Hopefully without boring you to tears. Never. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> um, you know, I am a daughter of Irish immigrants. And so work ethic was always a big deal. Um, you know, there's a saying uh, for most people that uh, came here from there that before you go to bed at night, you ask yourself if you earned your keep. And so um, I think that that was a good atmosphere to grow up around. Mm -hmm. But I've always been really curious about people and what makes them tick and what makes some people just more successful than others. And not necessarily even in a financial way, but just that they really stand out. They seem to own it. They own the room or they own the day or... Uh, they own specifically what they're doing. I actually spoke last week in Utah and one of the administrators of an office, she owned the place. Wow. <laughs> you, could, you could watch it from the sideline. She was in complete control. She knew the timing of absolutely everything. And that's just always, always, always fascinated me. Hmm. Um, but I'm very lucky. My um, parents both had a very strong work ethic hmm. and, um, you know, they had six kids by the time they were 25. So, wow. um, Love that. you know, hmm. Lots of, lots of chaos going on at home, but yeah. all of us, because of our dad being an entrepreneur, all of us kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit, but mm. I loved going anywhere with my dad, um, collecting rents on Saturday morning. He built like industrial parks, trucking terminals, those kind of things. Mm. And he would always talk to me about what was worth something and what wasn't. And I would beg to go to planning board meetings and watch him get something approved. And uh, don't get me wrong. This wasn't a silver spoon kind of lifestyle. Right. Uh, my dad made it and lost it several times. So mm. sometimes we had breakfast for dinner and sometimes we had steak for dinner, right? It just <laughs> depended on uh, how well things were going. He was a very big risk taker wow, and he didn't hesitate to take a risk and figure the worst thing that would happen and he'd have to do it all over again. And, mm. and he would. So I think that was really, it's funny because most of the people that I know grew up in really safe surroundings, dinner at the same time, same monthly paycheck, same uh, same thing all the time. And yeah. my upbringing was exactly the opposite. We really didn't know where things were going to be, but yeah. they also had the outlook that everything would still just be fine. Right. Yeah. Even if we didn't have enough money, even if we were to the back of the freezer, everything was just perfectly going to be fine. And wow. I was lucky, lucky enough to learn a few things first from my dad, he was loyal to a fault. Yeah. So he would have painters that worked for him and they would still be there even when he couldn't make payroll. Right. Unreal. So when they got into their 70s and they couldn't paint quite as well, he still still kept them employed, even if he had to fix what they did after the fact. Unreal. Um, you know, that that level of loyalty. And so I really um, paid attention to that. I was lucky enough that 
um, I was cleaning homes at a young age, 11, 12, 13, um, and I was cleaning on site for builders, right? Before wow. um, people moved into a home and I was actually scraping windows in a house and the realtor came through the home and the wall between the kitchen and the dining room was supposed to be knocked out and mm. it wasn't. And so yelling and screaming and I'm in the window <laughs> going, please make me invisible, scraping the window. I'm sitting outside and hoping wow. for the best. And they left screaming and yelling and saying mm. about everything you can possibly think of. Sure. And the bill put his fist through the wall. Mm. And so as he put his fist through the wall, I jumped through the window and said, I think you just broke your hand. <sighs> and he told me to drive him to the hospital. I had lied about my age. So I drove him to the hospital. He did break his hand. Hmm. He got a cast. And on the way, driving him back to the job site, um, he was just complaining about how, how people weren't doing the right job for him. This, these realtors that he was dealing with. And I was like, how hard is it to sell a house? You want white, you want off white. And he said, you think you can sell houses? And I said, absolutely. I've been around this. I I know how they're built. I know that you just got to be able to paint the picture. And um, he said, good start Saturday. And so I started selling on site at 13. Unbelievable. And um, it was really fun. I got $500 a house, which in that day was a huge amount of money. For sure. Uh, unfortunately, when my dad pulled back in and to pick me up because I wasn't as old as I said I was, um, <laughs> I got grounded. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, because I was driving the truck. But um, <sighs> it really taught me a lot of lessons about, and, and that was definitely from my family of just jump in. Yeah. jump in and, and, and then figure it out. And as time went on, um, I, I figured out more before jumping in, sure. but I think that's where it started. And I loved real estate and mm. just the idea that people could build true wealth, that they um, could really get somewhere. But my mm. love of it was much more in showing people how to build the business better. And uh-huh. so uh, you know, showing them how to build the business better, having a system in place, the average person in real estate, um, at that point in time that owned a real estate office, they had a high school diploma. Mm. They um, were really good at sales. So they put it, hung up a shingle and set them in business, mm-hmm. but most of them really didn't have business acumen. Wow. And well so mm. I thought I could help them become more organized and focus on it and be in the business of real estate, not just the real estate business. So mm. for the last 30 years, I have been in the back room selling franchises, doing mergers and acquisitions, teaching mergers and acquisitions. Uh, selling regions, the rights to an individual province or state for people to actually build a brand. And it's been a tremendous amount of fun, but the whole entire thing, and it doesn't matter, honestly, probably the best tip I can give everybody is um, if you're in sales of any kind, and I think anybody building a business is in sales, right? Mm -hmm. Even the administrator that's behind the desk is in sales. I want to win you over and I want to be in control is um, that you really need to do as much homework on the person as you do on the product. Mm. I have broken seven world records in sales and there's nothing fancy about me. Mm. I think that it is truly because I always put the person first and I did my homework on the person so that I could find out, is there a common ground? Mm-hmm. Do our business philosophies match? Does this make sense? I even tell people today, I don't go out and say, I'm going to sell something. I go out and say, I'm going to have a conversation. I'm going to add value. Mm -hmm. And that person could be a potential referral source, could be a potential connection or friend. Mm -hmm. They could be a potential agent, a potential team, a potential broker owner, a potential merger, or they could even be a potential regional owner. But Mm -hmm. I don't go out deliberately going out to sell. I go out to add value. And then I find out if our business philosophies match and if our own even, uh, 
moral and ethic philosophies match because that's going to be a win in the culture. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to be the best before we're the biggest. We want to make sure that it's the people that fit our culture and our chemistry. And you can't force somebody to be in that. It has to make sense for that. So um, I was instrumental in building three major brands before coming to exit. And then coming to exit, I started off as the regional owner for the New England States. Okay. And I joke around, I like the company so much I bought it. Um, (laughs) And um, that's like the guy from Gillette, speaking of New England. Yeah, yeah. um, So I fell so much in love with exit that Mm -hmm. the second year I became, uh, but so I bought in 1999, the rights to the New England States. Mm -hmm. In 2000, I became vice president over the US. 2001, I became president over the US. And in 2012, I became CEO. Unreal. Uh, and I, every day with every single one of those jobs, my number one job is showing people who they can become, even mm-hmm. if it's just turning their head three to five degrees and showing them something they didn't see in themselves, people become what we tell them they can be. Mm-hmm. And when you can really catch somebody doing something good, you find some lane that you just see, there's a spark there, it's different. Um, and you can get them on that track. It's amazing what changes in the trajectory of their lives just by them being willing to pay attention. But the key is they've got to be willing, right? Wow. I mean, Tammy, when you're talking about that, there's so much to connect with on so many different levels for, for everybody who's watching or listening. And I love going back to the beginning, your, your upbringing of, of you know, representation through entrepreneurialism and work ethic and, and really just understanding the the time frames and, and taking chances and or risks that are calculated uh you know i i absolutely love that that level of inspiration starting at such a young age and then really just carrying that throughout the years of you being involved into real estate and building businesses and being a part of exit and uh, the the mutual acquaintances that we have and the conversations that i've um you know had directly with them about you just absolutely incredible. I mean, your, your brand and representation for the entire, your totality of the company is just impeccable. And I'm, I'm feeling the energy and what's going on right now. I know that everybody who's watching and listening is, is like, wow, Tammy is, this is awesome. I get why people enjoy being around you and love it. And it's gravitated towards it, but it's, it's the, the self-serving nature into my mind. And um, I know that you've done so many different interviews and different, uh, you know, videos and out to the, to the world, but there was one in particular, and I wish I, I made a note of the specific one. It was a short video, but it had something to do with along the same lines of what you were saying, but it's not about you. It's about everybody else that's around you and growth and really helping that success. And um, I, I just hear that time and time again, not everybody lives it, but I, I know you do. I can feel it. It's just there. And everybody that I know that speaks of you and exit is there and, and incredible. I, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about exit though, because I think that's important. You've done so much and you, there was a reason why you got involved. And I would love to hear your perspective as to, because Tammy, and, and this is my humble opinion, you could be the CEO of any company. I mean, you are that type of person that literally you could take something and make it great and better and the sum of all parts, but there was a reason why you got involved with exit specifically and, and why you're doing what you're doing. So what's your perspective? Why, why do you love it? Well, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, you know, what exit is about, I mean, that sort of thing, I would love to hear it from you. Well, I'm, I'm going to share a story with you, but I'll okay. start with one thing. Yeah. Number one, um, this company, it was built on human potential hmm. and 
I've never witnessed that before. Real estate can be a very ego driven business. And a lot of times it's about, um, you know, what's that split and what, what's this and what's that. And don't get me wrong. You have the ability to make literally more than hundred percent being part of exit because we have a residual formula. Mm -hmm. So money's not a question, but it right. really is built for people that want to help others that mm -hmm. want to, you know, a, a group of professionals dedicated to providing a quality of life for their agents and the communities they serve. Uh -huh. So it's serving the community, serving the agent, serving the broker, making uh -huh. sure that we are uh, good corporate citizens. And that is absolutely what resonated with me. But I'll tell you the wow. best story I possibly can. Yes. During, the, during the recession, um, and, and by the way, every person in leadership in our company got the job because they were already doing the job before they got the job, which mm. to me is just so valuable. It isn't sending out a ton of resumes and picking that person and it's a privately held company. So nobody's getting a golden parachute. We're mm. really all in our lane focused together, allowing the other person to do what they do best so that we are just all cogs in a well-oiled machine. Right. Wow, beautiful. But, um, during the recession, the worst recession since the depression mm -hmm. in 2010, we were a very young company. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't come into the United States until 1999. So oh. the majority of the regions that we sold, um, their offices were getting established in 2004, five, six, seven, mm -hmm. right before everything hit, right? And, yeah. and took, a, took a nosedive. And um, in 2010, our company started out, it originated in Canada. Oh. The chief operating officer, Eric Aguilio, called myself and our founder and chairman, Steve Morris, and we were in, this was 2010, we were in New Brunswick, we were at an event that we were speaking at, and she asked us to go someplace private, we went down this long hallway in this hotel where we were speaking, wow. and we sat down and she said, we're going to run out of money. And... Wow. I said, I don't even understand how this, how this could happen. And mm -hmm. what happened was um, in Canada, they have the best banking system in the world. Mm -hmm. People put 30% down on average for a home where they put on average 6% down in the United States. Wow, so they're yeah. walking away from a lot more, right? If they don't pay their mortgage payment. So there's a seriousness, but their banking system is phenomenal. And mm -hmm. so they don't have short sales and foreclosures and they don't see what we have witnessed during the recession. And um, so every deal that they saw on the books, they thought was going to come together and close. Mm -hmm. And obviously that wasn't true in the United States and the United States is 10 times the population. Mm. And um, amazingly enough, Erica, myself and Steve, exactly at the same time, all of us said, all right, who are we as a company? And we said, we're a company that was built on human potential. And so human beings are too valuable. We're not gonna lay anybody off. And so that meant we had to literally outsell and outthink our way out of the recession. Hmm. And the only people that took a hit and pay were the people in leadership because we're responsible. Wow. We didn't lay people off in droves and make a phone call to 150 to 300 people. We didn't, yeah. um, you know, send an, a broadcast email to that many people. We didn't hmm. let anybody go. Wow. And we actually outsold and outthought our way out of the recession. And what happened is that created trust. People don't grow unless they're in an environment that they trust. And mm -hmm. we want them to be in an environment where they feel like they can grow and flourish beyond belief. So wow. what happened during that is it created this amazing trust. And so when the pandemic hit mm -hmm. last March, I was on my last flight, March 13th, the last flight out of Rochester, New York. Wow. I wasn't sure if I was gonna rent a car and hope for the best or if I was gonna be able to get on a plane. Mm -hmm. um, but once we were sheltered in place, within 48 hours, 
we had the same conversation. All right, who are we as a company? And only the people in leadership took a hit and pay because hmm. we didn't know where things were going to go. Right. But within 48 hours, we launched a stimulus package worth an excess of $50 million to our people. Unreal. And so it, all those trainers, our corporate and international trainers raised their hand and said, how can I help? The person hmm. answering the phone said, how can I help? Everybody in our entire corporate headquarters said, count me in hmm. because they felt trust because of what we did during the recession. And so all of us rolled up our sleeves and we were doing everything, yoga, um, Eckhart Tolle, studying Eckhart Tolle, yeah. uh, doing affirmations every single day, reaching in and um, calling everybody personally to see how you're holding up, hmm. doing training so that they could ramp up. They were being touched by video literally daily wow. and they were being touched by webinars and tech and ours and live interactive and people picking up the phone and just checking on them and telling them what to do to go have a conversation with everybody else and we hmm. did not have to let anybody go we grew i sold 11 regions last year during the pandemic wow. two more so far this year we put hmm. in 47 franchises last year we've already put in 19 this year we grew an agent count transaction count but i can tell you hmm. It has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with the fact that we've attracted these great people that are in a position that they feel trust, so they're willing to grow. Hmm. And that's who we always want to represent. If I take care of people, profits will follow. But if I pay attention to profits, people will leave. Oh my gosh. There, there was so much right with everything that you just said, Tammy. I, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things where you hear it and uh, it just resonates so deeply. And I believe that the, it's kind of a crude adage, but talk is cheap, right? And what you do and the team and everybody involved is stepping up, you know? And when things really get tough, that's where true colors show, positive or negative. And obviously they're super positive all the way through and through. And that's why the growth and everything that's happening and the reputation that's there and, and continual nature, which is, which is absolutely incredible. I think that, you know, there's so many people tuning in and I know that they want to learn more and understand, you know, different aspects on how to grow their business and from perspectives, especially you being a CEO. Uh, I would love to mention a little bit to the audience about uh, the webinars or the live webinars that are happening, I guess, starting this Thursday, the 18th. So this is March 16th today, everybody, if you're watching it live with us. Uh, so CEO to CEO, uh, would you mind explaining a little bit about that, Tammy, to the audience? We do webinars on a regular basis, but um, I did a webinar live CEO to CEO, and it's really based on that the world has changed a lot since the pandemic, but it was already changing into a people first, empathy oriented um, population. So CEO to CEO is helping everybody to feel like they're in control of their life and control of their destiny. Hmm. And um, so it doesn't matter if you're the CEO of your own household, you're the CEO of your, you're a college student, you're the CEO of finishing this degree, mm -hmm. or you own your own business and you're a CEO, it's explaining some of the changes and some of the ways that we've witnessed for the best amount of growth, personally, mm -hmm. as well as professionally. If I'm a leader and you're leading as a CEO, or you're a president or whatever it is that you're leading, you're leading your community, you're leading your family. If you're not constantly growing, people aren't going to follow you right? You're going well to see said. some atrophy. And so um, it's much more on ideas to help them to really grow and to really think through what, what they really want. Hmm. If nothing else, a pandemic has given us enough time to really stop and think, mm -hmm. what's my legacy? What am I leaving behind? What do I want to be known for? And so it's really much more food for thought for that. We are, we're going to be airing it three different times on Thursday. So if okay. you get a chance, 
I, I think that would be terrific. Um, you know, I can tell you that personalization is so important. Ariana Huffington did a an article, I think it was about a year and a year and change ago, hmm. on how much the world has changed with corporations. I'm a huge okay. Peter Drucker fan, okay. and he's always been about. In the beginning, he was always about the responsibility of a CEO is to produce profits. Hmm. And now the world feels 65% of the population believes that a CEO, a corporation should be responsible for giving back to the community. Hmm. They should be focused on mental health. They should be focused on adding value to people's lives wow. and making them feel like they matter. And the funny part is the more you do all those things, the more you grow <laughs> and the more your whole company grows because people feel valued. They, they want to matter, right? Mm -hmm. uh, more than anything. But the top corporations that are publicly traded, mm -hmm. um, we're a privately held company, but the top sure. corporations that are um, publicly traded, the majority of them actually signed an agreement and said, we're going to do this. But here's the magic with exit. We did it the day we started. Hmm. As, as a company, we put into our formula that we would have uh, the spirit of exit. So we do a charitable fundraiser, an agent or a broker does a charitable event and exit matches the funds because we want to be able to give back. Um, we send a notice out to the buyer and the seller so that everybody knows that we're actually participating in that community. We're good corporate citizens. Beautiful. And um, money from every single transaction goes into charity so that they know that that's something that we contribute to. But money from every transaction also goes into an administrative bonus so that it's not just the salespeople that get all the accolades. The administrators in those offices in January, based on the production in that office, they get a bonus. Hmm. It's a special thank you from corporate headquarters. Thank you so much for really being part of this, part of this key thing, being part Huge. of this team. And so um, we made sure that all those things were together from the beginning and that it would be boots on the ground, right? Hmm. Um, that we have regional owners that cover states or provinces. So there's somebody there and that's available for them. Our um, administrative staff at corporate headquarters, we have franchise and agent support and they're available mm -hmm. from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. And you can call, text or chat, but you get a real person. Wow. You know, you're not getting a ticket, you're getting a real person so that mm -hmm. somebody can help you where you are right now. And um, that was all started with the intent in the very beginning that if we could really help develop good people uh, that would add value to their communities, it would make a huge difference, but we could really build a great business. Hmm. Uh, we also think about the agent because we have an opportunity for residual income, but I'm not here to do an infomercial. <laughs> sure. Uh, just, it's really just seeing yeah. that there's a difference. Um, and what you want to do in anything that you're doing in your life is find something that fits, fits who you are, mm -hmm. right? You're going to succeed in an environment that brings the most and the best out of you. Oh, yeah, but but you're absolutely right though, Tammy, and, and I appreciate you were saying um, you're not looking at it from an infomercial standpoint. The, the people that are resonating with your message, and I know there's a ton right now that are that are literally watching and listening. They're saying, "Wow, that's so powerful and inspiring," and, and they might not be feeling the love or the support or or you know the people before the profits, as you mentioned, and and it's unfortunate, but. Just to everybody out there, there are options. And I'd encourage everybody to reach out directly to Tammy and Exit to really understand what your options are and at least have a have an open and honest conversation that way. That's just coming from me. And Tammy and I didn't talk about that at all. That's just my honest opinion. I think that what you're doing and what the 
organization provides for everybody is, is through the moon. It's just incredible stuff. And uh, really setting that higher standard of the bar for what really should be, in my opinion, is the real estate. And, um, you know, when we're talking about these different things, and I would encourage everybody to get involved in the webinar that's going on on Thursday. Uh, so the best way to get a hold of that is on your, the main Facebook page. Is that, is that right, Tammy? That's ExitRealty.com or okay. the Exit Facebook page, Ex okay. Exit Realty Corp International. I will have links in the comments down below so that everybody who's watching or listening, please tune in. That's incredible wealth of knowledge and information into there uh, for sure. So uh, Tammy, I do want to go into kind of the last question, I guess. And, uh, you know, cause we've talked about so much incredible stuff and I've really felt like I got to get to know you, which is incredible, but, um, I, I want to share a little bit of perspective or knowledge base, however you want to go about it. Cause I know there's so many different, uh, knowledge drawers that you can pull open and share with the audience. But, um, I guess if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business or implemented, uh, that you really saw growth, you saw change, uh, you know, something allotted into that, that everybody could learn from. What's that look like for you? You know, I'm going to give you a couple of things. And one is um, that, and right when I started doing this, everything changed. Mm. Um, my, my income multiplied, but my relationships grew. They got mm. stronger and tighter. And, um, you know, there's a really big difference between happiness and fulfillment. Mm. And it changed with two things. Um, one, I, Every month I work on my business, not in it. So I put together an action plan. I bring my blueprint print to life, right? Mm -hmm. So I book off four hours, the middle of every month, and I plan in advance over the next six weeks. How can I maximize on every single, every single event that I'm going to participate in? Who's coming? How can I add value to their life? What's important to them? What homework do I need to do ahead of time so that I'm prepared and so that we really have a great strategy and we take it to the next level? I can maximize my time. I can maximize what I'm spending money on. I can maximize if I'm investing in any type of marketing. I know what I'm going to get for return on investment. Um, who should I be inviting? What should I be learning? What should mm. I be paying attention to? What podcast should I be listening to? Right. All of the things so that when I walk through that door, I'm prepared and that I'm really prepared for everything. And wow. um, I, I said it a little bit earlier, but do as much homework on the person as you do on the product while you're in there. Mm. Find out what's really important to them, where their values are. You might make a connection that will make all the difference in the world. So um, booking off four hours to work on your life, but make it a life plan, not just a business plan. Oh. You don't want to have an unbelievable successful career and find out that everybody in your family hates you because you haven't been spending any time. Right. Right. And, and I've witnessed that a lot that people mm. just get so carried away and it's time to make the donuts and they're running around in circles. If I can maximize and see that it's uh, somebody's birthday next Friday, or that there is an event coming up that's really important to them. And I can really, okay, what should I be doing about that? What should I be doing to be prepared? How can I make that magical? Wow. Um, you know, how can I make it a wow experience for them? Mm -hmm. uh, we're definitely in the experience economy. So yeah. that um, action plan really makes a huge difference that it brings my whole entire blueprint of my life to life. Awesome. Um, second thing is always have, regardless of the business you're in, if you're in the mortgage business, you're in the real estate business, you're a developer, you're a contractor, um, find a dirty dozen, a dozen people that work on your business, not in it. So for real estate, appraisers, home inspectors, coaches, mortgage companies, title companies, people that have a good reputation and do what you do. Um, you know, work on that some side of that business, but not specifically your piece. They're not in competition with you. Right. Share with them what your dreams are, what your goals are, and find out what's really important to them. Help them mm. achieve their goals. Always add value to their life first. 
Google them, friend them on Facebook, connect with them on LinkedIn, find out what's really important, connect with them every four to six weeks, find out, okay, tell me all the changes that are happening in the mortgage business. Maybe that makes me help get a couple of first-time homebuyers off the shelf that I can finally find a solution for, or there's an unusual property and I just found a solution, right? Um, If you're a broker and you own a business, they're going to tell you which offices are excelling, if there's an issue in another office, who has a good reputation, all of the things that you want to know so that you're really ahead of the curve. And I'll tell you, that's painted the picture for me for giant windows of opportunity for people that are listening today. Right now, I would add to that list movers because um, our migration charts are not exact anymore, mm-hmm. right? Because so many people are moving, luxury is moving to a state that's less uh, taxed because uh, they can work from home. Mm-hmm. And people are moving to different locations because they can telecommute half the time or some of them all of the time. And a lot of people are asking those questions about their quality of life. So mm-hmm. pay attention to movers, especially movers that move companies, and you'll mm-hmm. find opportunities to do referrals that close, but you'll also know Where's the business flowing into me and flowing out? Uh, If I'm in there first, first in usually wins, but Mm -hmm. especially when I've done my homework and I'm strategic. um, I highly recommend that. Second, planning boards or municipalities. Zoning laws are changing like crazy. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if I'm in an inner city, I'm a shopping mall, or I'm in a small hamlet. They're changing. And if I'm ahead of that so that I can add value to a contractor or a developer, or I can add value to a community, or I can even go in and have a conversation with a home seller and tell them why their house is going to be worth more money than it was before. And this might be a great opportunity for them. I am the solution. I really believe that a professional should always be the solution for whoever they get in front of to the best of their ability, right? Adding value. Um, I did want to add one thing just because I've been listening. Please do. I just started going on the road for a bit and I, and I've been listening to people talk about a shortage of listing inventory. Yes. Yes. And there might be a shortage of listings, but there's no shortage of inventory. We have homes all over the place. Mm -hmm. We are looking for new construction, right? And we're seeing more new construction happen because we need more homes, but there are homes out there all over the place. So I want to give you two windows to seriously food for thought, because if I'm ahead of the curve, I'm, I'm going to win. And so first of the investors that are out there, 72% of them are mom and pops. Hmm. And a lot of them are in their 60s, 70s, and 80s that own single family rentals uh, that don't have somebody to pass it down to. If we've seen how crazy the market is right now, Mm -hmm. do you think if they wait 10 years from now, their property is going to be worth as much as it is today? Or if they wait five years from now, is it going to be worth as much? If they're Mm -hmm. getting older, how much more time do they have left over? So if you want to have the opportunity to work with investors, a lot of times those could turn into first-time homebuyer homes, single-family rentals, Hmm. or you could be selling to another investor and giving another investor an opportunity. But Hmm. being able to see where that window of opportunity, we're not going to still stay at this upward swing forever. It doesn't happen like that, right? Real estate goes through cycles. Mm -hmm. So giving people an education from that standpoint might give you some more listing inventory. Um, From another standpoint, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of baby boomers and civics, right? Baby Mm -hmm. boomers... 1946 to 1963 civics were born before then Mm -hmm. Um, most of them the majority of the equity they have the majority of their nest egg of what they're putting aside is in their home Hmm. so if they had a decision to sell today sell six months from now sell a year from now or sell five years from now which is safer for them to pull more money out of their property Mm, brilliant 
And so when I, we have all the data, mm-hmm. right? We, we get all the data. So we have the information. We know how much they owe on their property. We probably have a guesstimate of what their age range is. And if I have a conversation, so it's a serious conversation, if this is half of what you're going to retire with or three quarters of what you're going to retire with, mm-hmm. what do you want to end up with at the end of the day? My job is just to provide that added value and that information. But I'm telling you, if you have a shortage of listing inventory, those are the first two places I'd go. Oh my gosh, Tammy. I, I, I feel, I feel blown away with this, this one question here. I, I honestly feel that that question and all the advice that you gave was an episode just by itself. It was awesome. So that, that was super great stuff. And I know that everybody was feverishly taking notes, but the great thing about it is you can pause this, rewind it, or better yet, you can reach directly out to Tammy. I, I encourage everybody out there to follow every social media outlet that you possibly can and really engage with the content that Tammy and Exit are putting out there because it's absolutely incredible. This is just a taste, which is absolutely just incredible all the way through and through Tammy. But um, yeah, was there anything else you wanted to add to that? But that was, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just thought it was incredible, everything that you were mentioning. No, you know, I think that <clears throat> efficient is doing um, things right. Mm-hmm. Effective is doing the right things. So the more effective I am by doing an action plan, by specifically being strategic when I get in front of people and be, having that deliberate intent, the more successful I'm going to be. And so I can't thank you enough for having the bravery to start a podcast um, early on before other people did. And I really can't recommend enough people paying attention to podcasts, whether they're watching or listening, um, people that do it steadily on a regular basis make over $250,000 a year. So, you know, it's kind of like people that read on a regular basis in their lifetime, make nine times as much income as people that don't. Well, that would be the only sentence I'd need, right? <laughs> okay. Then I'm going to read more. I'm going to listen to more podcasts. Give me those books. To keep me to grow. Right. Yes. And I love that you mentioned that because it's, it's that thought process of, you know, um, earners are learners, right? And, and leaders are readers and, and all the different things that are mentioned in there. But I mean, there's so many different ways to consume it. And you mentioned if you're listening to it or if you're watching it or if you're, you know, going to a digital convention or when things get back to the way they are, physical conventions, right? And meeting people and having those masterminds. And uh, I, I just, I, I think that constantly learning and growing, as you said, is a beautiful message, Tammy. And the, oh. what, what's great about that is, is you're a true practitioner. You, you do it every day. You don't just say it, you do it. And, you know, I love that. It's just incredible. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I, I just, and I know this means I'm not stopping talking and I apologize. No, you're good. You know what? Um, there's a great book and it was, um, uh, it's called Humans Are Underrated. Hmm. And um, it talks about technology and it talks about the technology actually eliminating empathy from our children's lives so that they can't even read the emotion of the people that are in front of them. And that technology is supposed to be a tool. Technology is supposed to be a tool for all of us. It's supposed to be so that I can connect with you better and easier. I can make it more efficient, more effective, but it's not to replace a human relationship. It's not to replace replace a human connection. It's not to replace a hug. A a virtual hug is not the same. Um, And a virtual connection is not the same. It's a great way to say, yes, I'm interested. I want to find out more about that person. I want to make a connection. Um, But it's always about the human behind that transaction. It's always about the human behind that device. And, you know, it's, look, I play with um, Acorns and Robinhood, right? You know, mm-hmm. apps that you can invest money. Yep. And so I'm waiting in an airport and I can blow 50 bucks and hopefully <laughs> I'm ahead of the game when I do it. But I'm not yeah. going to put my estate in Acorns. Right. 
right? Sure. I got I'm you. not going to put my livelihood in acorns. And mm -hmm. the same thing, you shouldn't be putting your life in, in Facebook. It should mm -hmm. be something that you're using for a period of time. You're getting the most and the best out of it. You're enjoying engagement, you're connecting. And then you've got to know when you're supposed to take it offline too. A hundred percent. And I think that anybody who's in here, who's true practitioner of the craft of real estate or entrepreneurial, it is people. It doesn't matter what business it is. And it's the physicality of that nature. And, and I, I would echo what you said, utilize the tools that are available, start the conversation, build a brand, have, have that initial thought process, but bring it to life, bring it to the physicality and, and really get to know, like, and trust each other. Cause that's who we work with. And uh, I love that thought process. And uh, Tammy, I mean, I know that we could go on and on just on that one level of advice. And I want to, I want to let everybody know that there's so much more, but um, yeah, maybe, maybe episode 2.0 when it, when it comes down to it, Tammy, I'd be honored to have you back on again, but uh, I can't thank you enough for taking the time, Tammy. I know you're super busy and it's just such a pleasure just to get to know you this way and chat and share our conversation with the Titan Nation. So thank you so much for the bottom of my heart. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Oh, this is great. And I do have to make it official. I have to dub you are an official real estate titan. So you can wear that honor and badge proudly, Tammy, anywhere you go. There's no trophies. There's no certificates. I guess it's just in your in your heart and your head. You're a titan. Uh, <laughs> it's there. But uh, everybody, I want to thank you as always for your time and attention, your love and support. If you like here what we're doing with real estate titans, don't forget to like and subscribe. You know what to do at this point. Do need to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are in real estate and you're looking to grow and scale your digital business and bringing that, as Tammy and I were discussing, to the physical world to close more transactions and help more families in your community, visit lionboltmedia.com for more information. We are live here every Tuesday afternoon with a different Titan and a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Tammy. Thank you. Bye. Bye.